live and local, every afternoon, 2 to 4. This is Mark, Melinda, and Ed on News Radio KLBJ. Call or text them at 512 836 Appreciate the heck out of your show. I've been listening for a long time. Now, Mark, Melinda, and Ed. Thanks a lot for joining us. CBS Austin reports that a search firm has touched base with the suspended city manager of Bozeman, Montana, to see if he's interested in being considered to be the next city manager of Austin. What's grabbing you in this story, Melinda? <laughs> well, what well, grabs me? Money grabs me. Uh, Lordy. Well, a couple of things. It just seemed, yeah, that's what we would do. I, I don't know why this Montana city manager was suspended. The story that I have doesn't go into detail, but I mean... Why wouldn't we reach out to somebody that was suspended from their current job? <laughs> yeah. Um, but two, he says in here that there's no way a city like that operates as it should. He couldn't have been more on the mark. And he said it's a blank show, starting with an S. He couldn't have been more on the mark. And then he's also quoted as saying <sighs> that he was told the salary would be $475,000, and then you add on there a housing... Housing and a car allowance. And a car allowance. So we would be paying more than half a million dollars to the city manager. And then when this news agency, CBS Austin, reached out to the city of Austin, they said that the statement just said, we're trying to be competitive. They didn't say it wasn't that amount Mm -hmm. just that you've got to be competitive but to be pay your city manager more than they do in dallas more than they do in san antonio and this guy from the outside looking in says this is the blank show this whole city of how we run the city that's embarrassing it's embarrassing to our city and it's been an embarrassment for a long long time that we go through these city managers for goodness sakes we're paying spencer cronk almost four hundred thousand dollars um and he got fired it's 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 not a good situation over there. It's I wouldn't want to have that job. I'd love to have that money. And as this man said, up stick it out for five years, get fully invested, and then retire. So Kronk's salary uh, is why I think this guy's probably close to the mark on what they're going to offer the next city manager. Kronk was getting three ninety seven, mm-hmm. and uh, they're ready to pay four hundred seventy five thousand salary. That does not include all of the benefits. Yeah, I, I think that's probably in the ballpark of what they're considering. Well, and I just looked real quick. Apparently, this guy put a video out on social media uh, that was sharing his frustrations over their mayor. So that's why he's suspended. Dude, you'd be suspended here, too. <laughs> you're probably going to have frustrations if you're already calling it a, a crap show. Truly, truly reckless of this guy to do think it was a private deal and it was on a Zoom type deal. That was really reckless to do something like oh, that. Oh, where, where, where these remarks yeah, came? Yeah. Bozeman, Montana has 59,000 residents and a city budget of $317 million. The city of Austin has a budget of $5.5 billion. Well, and again, so why are we reaching out to someone? A small town mayor. Yeah. yeah I mean, I, I get, well, city manager. City manager, um, excuse me. Yeah. I, I get you You constantly want to be taking steps up. Sure. But that's a large jump. It's a big jump from 59,000 up to over a million people. And, and I get this isn't the city itself that's actually reaching out. They have some headhunting firm that is doing this. But still, I would think that you would be looking for someone 
that you're going to have the utmost confidence can run a city like Austin. Here are the numbers, 512-836-0590. We told you on Friday that New York City is going to test a new program where they give debit cards to illegal aliens. They say they want the illegal aliens to buy food and diapers and other products for their children with the debit cards. They're going to start off with $53 million in this program in New York City. New York Post and others have started crunching the numbers on this. And the mayor announced yesterday more details. He says it works out to $12.52 per person each day giving every illegal alien roughly $350 a month to spend on food and baby supplies. That's more than U.S. citizens living in New York City get on their food stamp benefits. And uh, some people are getting really angry about this. They should. It is, again, putting someone here that is here illegally over a U.S. citizen. Um, And it's not even, it's like $60 more a month. Why? Why would you do that? And I thought this other statement by the spokesperson for Adams that said, we're required to provide food and baby supplies to migrants. The difference here is we're asking them to buy it themselves. No, you're not. You're giving them the money. You're just asking them to physically go into the store. That's all you're doing. They're not buying it themselves. Mayor Adams says it's a brilliant plan and it's going to save the taxpayers money. It's much more efficient He says it eliminates us bringing the food to the illegal aliens. What's been happening is uh, a lot of them don't like the food we're providing. It doesn't meet their cultural necessities. This way they can pick what they want to eat, and we're going to end up saving a lot of money for the taxpayers. What happens if they blow their money on candy bars and they're just not getting new uh, and they're starving? Is is New York going to go, sorry? We gave you the money, and you blew it on candy bars. When we're, we're does it end? Step in. When does this end? This is another magnet for people to say, ooh, cities are doing this. I'll go because, you know, New York is not going to be the only American city that does this. The mayor says that uh, all families will be required to sign an affidavit promising that they will only use these debit cards to buy food and supplies for the children. Yeah, because uh, – that's going to really hold their feet to the fire mm. there. Oh, I signed an affidavit. I'm only going to do what it's told me to do. He's, uh, he's, we have, u- he's using the honor system with people who came into the country illegally, and yeah. now he's counting on them to have some integrity. Isn't that right. a little rich? That is sort of rich, isn't it? Uh, this budget is uh, larger uh, than New York City's budget to help U.S. military veterans, according to the New York Post. And it's not even close. The money they're putting into this test program on the debit cards dwarfs what the city budget spends on military veterans. Not right. It is totally not right. It's so out of whack. But again, when does it end? Is this going to be forever and ever and ever by the city of New York? And what where, what other places will it spread to? Uh, as 50 Cent went on X yesterday and said, Mayor Adams, call me. I do not understand how this works. Somebody needs to explain this to me. Mayor Adams responded to 50 Cent. He said, uh, he can hit me up. I'd love to explain it to him. You know what? Uh, this is a smart way to go, according to the mayor. 
and people voted me in because they knew I'm a smart guy that knows how to handle money. Maybe 50 Cent will write a song about me, Mayor Adams. <laughs> Lord. <laughs> Maybe. Um, I don't think that you've got a lot of New Yorkers that are impressed with Mayor Adams and his ability to handle money. Not when it's just laid out day after day, whether it is crime, whether it is this. I just don't think they're that impressed. 512-836-0590. Join the discussion with Mark, Melinda, and Ed. Mark, Melinda, and Ed are on your radio at 99.7 FM or 590 AM. And you can stream the show live on your digital device via the free news radio KLBJ app. There's a national poll of voters today that starts with this question. Do you support or oppose building a wall along the southern border to combat illegal immigration? 59% say, yes, I want to build a wall. Uh, Let me just say, I was not a big proponent many years ago, but man, after seeing this onslaught of the hundreds of thousands, if not millions of illegals, we've got to shore shore up areas. You can't build a border wall all the way from Brownsville to El Paso, but where they come over, easily accessed, yeah, you should do that. It it just goes to show what the Biden administration has done at the border has made it painfully obvious that we need border security. Even for those like Edge, you just mentioned you weren't a fan of this. It has changed people's minds when you see how an administration can abuse uh, the border there that we need something like this will it 100 percent keep everybody out no but it will be a deterrent yeah 59 percent is a rare level in on any question in any poll it's almost 60 percent and the people are just saying we're sick of seeing millions pour over the border illegally that's what's at the heart of all of this. Even 41% of Democrats say build a wall. Now let's talk about what Biden announced today. He said if this package of money for the southern border does not pass in Congress, that he's going to go out every day on the campaign trail and blame Trump and the MAGA Republicans for failing to secure the border. Mark, Again, that's so I hollow. I cannot yeah. believe he thinks that will fly with the American people. It's how he's run his whole presidency, though, is lie after lie after lie. If I say it enough, hopefully people will start to believe it. And I think even those that support Biden see through this now. When you have got city after city, uh, Denver, that's saying we just can't do it anymore. We just can't. We don't have the money to do this anymore I don't think what the president is saying is going to be believed even by his most supportive people that want him. It just I I just don't know how he thinks that's a winning message to get out there and blame this on Trump, especially, you know, Trump wanted the wall. So tell me how he's created the disaster of the millions that have come across They weren't coming across when Trump was president. No. And Biden's the one who said, I'm not going to build another inch of a wall. And sold the parts. So he's he's now going to go out and try to convince people he's the tough guy on the border. 
and it's Trump who wants the open border. It's not going to work. No, you it can won't weigh work. in with your thoughts. 512-836-0590. Also in the news today, uh, some areas of Austin may get a chance to vote to leave the city of Austin in May. They call it disannexation. Lost Creek, River Place, and some other areas in Austin could vote to leave the city of Austin and its services coming up on May 4th. Do you blame them? Do you blame (laughs) them one bit with property taxes, police service, which has gone downhill with no fault of the police department? It's about numbers. I don't blame them at all. Don't blame them at all. Well, I'm curious how many even know that this is going to be up for a vote. Because as I was reading this, um, I didn't even realize the House had passed a bill that said you could do this. And then very quietly, there wasn't at least not a lot of local media attention on this. In fact, this came out of a San Antonio press. (laughs) There wasn't a lot of attention on the city council voting last week to say, okay, let's go ahead and allow them to have these elections to see if they want to de-annex How many people know about this? And I know this story says that means if they do de-annex, that's not great for the people that live in the city of Austin because your taxes are going to go up. And for these cities, if they decide to do so for the next couple of years, they may be paying a higher expense, to which I think a lot of people in those cities will be like, two years of it and then I'm free? Yes, sign me up. And I talked about taxes and services and other things. They're still going to get Travis County service with a lot of things. But the hassle these folks have, home builders, people building shopping centers, people building the the maze and the delays from the city of Austin is still nightmarish for people trying to do something in these areas. So I don't blame them at all. The state lawmakers did approve this. The governor signed it. It applies to cities with 500,000 or more residents and has annexed areas between March 3rd of 2015 and December 1st of 2017. It's a very narrow Mm -hmm. law, and that's why it only affects certain areas, Lost Creek, River Place, and some relatively small portions of the city of Austin. You can weigh in at 512-836-0590. We told you yesterday that a high school in Houston told all of the kids on Friday, from now on, you cannot have your cell phone with you at any point during the school day. Turn them in to the principal's office at the start of the day. Pick it up at the end of the school day. Now KHOU says the students are presenting a list of demands to the principal and the school leaders at Madison High School. It's pretty cut and dry to me. The decision's been made. You've got to adhere to it. You can have all your, your protests, and you can have your parents' groups mad about that, too. But by taking away the phones, your learning is going to increase. It will You will be better students, period. Do you get that? I think people need to get that. Parents should wake up to that too, Melinda. Well, I'm seeing that, of course, there is some association organization advocacy group that has hooked up with these students uh, in order for them to come up with their demands. And they posted a little bit earlier this afternoon on X – uh, just some of those. And one of them is that take they say taking away our phones and forcing us to pay to get them back is unconstitutional and violates our Fourth Amendment right. I didn't read anything about them having to pay to get it back. It's just that they would get them back at the last in the last 
period, or right after end of school. So not sure about that one. Um, They said there's no good reason for cell phones to be completely banned. It's not going to stop the fights. They'll, They'll continue. They also said the environment inside the school is a prison where students are the prisoners and teachers and assistant principals are the guards. (laughs) Uh, One of their demands is that the Houston ISD executive director be removed immediately because uh, she's behind the scenes puppeteer and and she's the one that's the warden of the prison. So she's got to get out. Not a member of the faculty at our school, yet she's making the decisions. Um, that's kind of what superintendents and executive directors do for the entire district. But, you know, OK. And then they say they want their voices and opinions to be heard through a potential student representative, like a student council or elected representatives from the student body. They say you teach us democracy, but refuse to practice it. Um, so <laughs> in response to this, the HISD spokesperson said, eh, newly implemented policy stands. <laughs> Good. Good for them. And shame on that group for pumping all of that nonsense into the heads of the kids, giving all those ideas. The principal said, look, we're doing this because we've had way too many fights, and cell phone video is at the heart a lot of these fights. That's why kids are fighting. So the phones are gone all day until the end of the day, and good for him. He's got an emergency on his hand at this place. With all of these fights breaking out, he said, I've got to try something. Safe, it starts with safety yeah. in the school. There is no learning if there's no safety. Exactly. You, uh, the students' response to that was they said the real, phone, the real reason the cell phones are being banned are not because of the fights, because it's easier for the truth to come out with video evidence. Ah, truth <laughs> to come out. So they're not denying that they're sitting there recording everything that's happening with all these fights. And there is a Texas state law that allows schools to charge to return phones that have been confiscated. That's been around for many, many years. So that's not even, even if they were charging, that's not even that district's idea. Right. 512-836-0590. You can call, you can text. It's 326 with Mark, Melinda, and Ed. Mark, Melinda, and Ed are on your radio at 99.7 FM or 590 AM. Thanks a lot for joining us. It is 331. Ricardo is calling in regarding the high school in Houston where the principal says every student must turn in their cell phone to the main office at the beginning of the day and they won't get it back until the end of the school day. Hello, Ricardo. How are you this afternoon? I'm doing well, guys. How are y'all? We're great. Thank you, Ricardo. Welcome. So I just wanted to make a comment on this school thing. Um, my problem isn't with them taking the phones. My problem is with a group of adults going to children and exclaiming that school is like a prison. It makes no sense. School is nothing like a prison. It's a place of learning. It shouldn't be uh, noted or denoted as that. And I don't. I, I just don't understand how the parents allowed it. How the administration allowed this to happen. Well, I mean, With I don't know how influence. they came about. Apparently. The local education advocacy group, Houston Education Association, 
somehow got with these students. I'm sure Friday when they walked out, they started having conversations with them. It would be interesting, Ricardo, to know how that came about. Did parents reach out to them? How the two came together in order to present this list of demands? But then to present it as a prison. Yeah. Like, I, I take that. I take that as a. Uh, that's very strong. Very offensive. And and you know, it, it's very it's very strong. And our children shouldn't have to think about their place of learning as a jail. And the principal and the teachers are guards, and they've obviously never been to prison. So I don't know. I don't know where that that goes from there, but I just wanted to say that you guys have a great day, and you know, thanks a lot for having me on. Well, uh, thank you, Ricardo, and uh, I agree with you. It's a disgrace for this group to say these kinds of things about mm-hmm. it being a prison, et cetera, et cetera. Have a good afternoon. Five one two eight three six zero five ninety. That's the last thing the principal needs. He's yeah. trying to get order restored in a very violent high school. Right. And the teacher should be glad he's stepping up and trying to restore some order. And the parents should be glad too because they don't have their phones in the classroom. They don't have they can't use a phone in the classroom so they can maybe learn a little bit. This is Bill at 3:34 on KLBJ. Hi Bill, welcome. How are you? Doing good. Hey, uh how how many students is the is it the whole st- school district or is it just one high school school madison high school in houston which is a big high school okay so they probably have a thousand plus kids in that school right more than that that's where vince young went to high school it was a football powerhouse during the day i think it's at least 25 to three thousand. i may be wrong how are they going to manage all those phones being turned in in the morning and then picked up when they leave school are they going to have to sign a document saying that they've turned in their phone and then sign a document saying they received their phone. And then what happens to the students that they can't find their phones or the students that claim they turned in a phone, but they really didn't? How are they going to manage all that? They have not addressed that in the stories I've seen, Bill. Are you making an argument against doing this? No, I I don't think the kids should be bringing or have their phones while in class. I'm just asking, how are they going to manage a thousand plus phones? And are you going to wait in line to pick up your phone and wait in line to turn in your phone? You got to have a mass amount of people to do that, wouldn't you? I could think I, I'm just just off the top of my head. Homeroom class when you get there, yeah, that first you, period. That first period, there's a there's a box. And you have your name on the phone. They gather and put all those in the box. End of the day, you go back to that same location, or you go to another area where they open up and your phone is in that box. But what happens when a phone turns up missing or the kid claims he turned in his phone but really didn't? Then uh, Merrick Garland will file a federal case against the high school. (laughs) What what I think they should do Mm. is just confiscate the phone if the kid's caught using it and then say, if you want the phone back, have your parent come up here and pick it up. Don't charge them a fee or anything. Just say, have your parent come here and pick up the phone. And then when the parent comes up and picks up the phone, you explain to the parent they're not allowed to have 
use their phones during class. All right, Bill, thank you. Have a good afternoon. 512-836-0590. This is John in Southwest Austin. Hello, John. How are you this afternoon? Great, guys. How y'all doing? Great show. I wanted, I'm an SRO in the Austin area district, and I just wanted to comment. I wish we would do that in our district uh, for middle school and high school. Look, you're there as a student to be a productive member of society, hopefully get a good job. Bottom line is to learn. Be educated. You don't need your cell phone for that. If you need to talk to mom and daddy, you can go to the office and call them if you need something. They give you Chromebooks. What these kids are doing is surfing porn off of the school internet or videotaping fights, bullying people, or videotaping bullying females and blackmailing them. They have no use for a cell phone in middle school or high school. I'm sorry. I see too much of it. Even in middle school, John, that's happening? Oh, yes, sir. Yes, sir. That's where it starts. Wow. The the girls are the worst. Mm. The girls are beasts. (laughs) They got the guys beat hands down. But they'll videotape fights, um, you name it, and then they'll turn around. The females will flip and try to blackmail each other. That, there's no use for a private cell phone in school. Like I say, if you need to contact your parents, go to the office. Other than that, they give you Chromebooks to learn with. That's all you need. Learn, is, please. Is there any cell phone policy where you work? Do they have any restrictions on it whatsoever? No, no, not not in general. I mean, each teacher would say, you know, you can't be on it during the class time. But man, lunchtime and between class is a wild west. John, uh, do you have a theory as to why the leadership at the school has not taken strong action to confiscate those phones? <laughs> man, I have no idea, brother. I have no idea. Maybe at the risk of ticking off some wealthy families. I don't know. There's no reason for them to have a cell phone. They don't need it. They're yeah. not the time that they need to be studying. They're playing around on it. Yeah, you you just made a very convincing case that they should be confiscated and not not allowed no, to be well, used. Just, just leave them in your. If you're old enough to drive, if you're in high school, leave them in your car. Use that phone to call your parents or whatever on break. You don't need it in school, walking around, videotaping people videotaping somebody instigating a fight to put it on a web page it's 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 ridiculous john do not need it to learn john is that trouble happening every day uh pretty much something's going on related to a cell phone every day now now on the flip side they do help us out in cases because the little little kids love to videotape themselves so we get a lot of fights and be able to pick out who did what but the point is there's no need for that that's not learning. That's that's not. There's no place in the school setting for a personal cell phone. John, thanks so much. Have a great afternoon, sir. You too, guys. Have a good day. All right. Bye bye. Five one two eight three six zero five ninety. Think of how many people have gone through the school system where they did not have a cell phone. Yeah. And parents, yeah. if there was something that came up, were able to reach their child. Their child, if there was something that came up, were able to reach their parents and. People actually made it through school. It's I know it's miraculous, but it <laughs> happened. Let's go to Tony in East Austin. Good afternoon. How are you, Tony? I'm doing great. It's always good to chime in with y'all. Just want to make a real quick comment. If I, I can understand that principal, that leader, for making a good choice, I think what he's doing. A lot of parents should be doing. The parents is afraid of their kids. They want to be friends with their kids, and I think what a lot of parents are doing setting their kids up for failure in life. If the students feel like they're in prison and that the leadership, the teachers, 
is going to be guards, then my message would be to the leadership in the guards. Don't allow the inmates to run the institution. <laughs> I commend what they're doing. I think they should be disciplined, and I think they should have more support from the parents. Uh, because what they're doing, they should be getting that uh, home from home training. Sure. And that's not happening. So, you know, you can't knock him for what he's doing. Yeah, really, you should be supporting him. So all these groups trying to jump on board, jump on bandwagon, and, and trying to knock and criticize it, then where are they at when these kids are out here getting in trouble? You know, so, you know, it's, it's bigger than just taking away the phones. I think it's... He really trying to discipline them, preparing them for life. And what what he's doing, the parents should be doing. That's that's sad. That's a sad story to that. Well, and I saw one of the pushbacks from a parent was, "Well, you are now punishing the entire school for the actions of a few. My kid never had a problem, so why are you punishing them?" To which I think the answer should simply be, "It helps your child as well. Yeah. There's there's one less distraction, perhaps, mm-hmm. in your child's class." Can you and imagine what and, I, and I, it's not being biased, it's not being on one side. That's the way they see it. I'm sorry, but it's a it's a positive he's making. Which it's a, a positive for the whole school and every student. I I support him. I'm gonna call up there and commend him. And like I said, do not allow the inmates to run the institution. Let let it be known that you in charge. Don't say that, like Tony. Don't say that. That'll go back to their own premise. It's like a prison. Thank you, Tony. Have a great afternoon. What were you going to say? No, Ed? I was just going to say, Tony's right, but you can't use the wording like that because, oh, look, it is a prison. It is a prison. It's not a prison. And how did we get through 12 years of education without a phone? Isn't that something? Because if your parents needed you, they call the office. You needed your parents, they call from the office. It worked pretty well back then. 512-836-0590-342 at KLBJ. Or streaming on your digital device. Here are Mark, Melinda, and Ed. It is 347. Thank you so much for joining us. Daniel is calling from Pflugerville. Hello, Daniel. How are you today? I'm doing pretty good. Uh, you guys have a great show. Uh, just wanted to comment on that cell phone deal and uh, that I, I don't I don't agree with it. Um, I think there's other ways to, uh, to maybe get the cell phones under control, but... Uh, taking them away, um, ultimately putting the school responsible for them is probably not the best idea. Uh, for example, uh, my son had his phone um, in the policy in his classroom was they put him in a box during class, uh, pick him up after class. Well, that was a classroom of about 20, about 25 students, and somehow his cell phone was stolen and uh, later found uh, flushed down the toilet. So um, I, I can't see them being in control of the the whole school's uh, cell phones. Um, I, I agree with the caller earlier where she stated that um, if if they're caught with the cell phone being used when they're not supposed to, uh, then yeah, pick them up and have the parents come down and uh, claim them for them. Um, uh, I know my my kids personally. Uh, they have one, one is a full working cell phone. One is just a phone that runs off of Wi-Fi. Um, and they know that they are not supposed to have them out uh, during class, that they're only used for uh, uh, phone calls if they need to get in contact with us, uh, parents, or, or we need to get them a message. Uh, at least we know for sure that can, that can be done. Um, I haven't had any issues with them yet. The only thing that came up was uh, the phone that, my son, following the rules, uh, turned his phone in, and it ended up stolen. So, uh, I'm I'm, a, I'm against that. I'm 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 all for 
uh, getting the handle on them, uh, maybe teaching the students uh, responsibility, responsible use of the cell phone. Because uh, in today's in today's uh, society, uh, the cell phones it's part of an everyday tool. Uh, there are some jobs that require that you have a cell phone and you know how to use it uh, responsibly. All right, uh, uh, that, that's D- Daniel. Thank you. Have a good afternoon, sir. Uh, the Houston School District, at the beginning of this school year, announced they have a district-wide policy. You cannot get on your cell phone at any time during the school day except at lunch. That was the district-wide policy. So clearly, at Madison High School, they were not following the district-wide policy. And the principal says that was creating a lot of these fights. So that's why he has stepped in. I think... When you are seeing what is going on, and it is obvious that the phones are contributing to that. We've talked about it on here. The recording of fights and being able to post those have led to more fights happening. This, whatever you want to call it, a couple seconds of fame on social media, that they are able to do this. The school district sees that it's a problem. At any time, if they get it under control, they can reverse that. It's not the end of the world for these kids. 512-836-0590. Under Daniel's scenario, when they took the phone up, that sounds like that is the school's responsibility. If your son turned the phone in as he was supposed to and it was missing or lost, that's not on you, Daniel. That should be the school district because someone apparently got your son's phone and flushed it down the old toilet. All right. uh, Let's go to Matt at 350, Mark, Melinda, and Ed. Matt, welcome. How are you doing today? Good. Yes, Matt. Welcome. Hey, uh, can you hear me? Yes, sir. What What are your thoughts, Matt? Yeah, uh, no, I just didn't agree with the verdict on the Oxford thing, charging the two parents. Um, I just, I don't believe that's the way the law was intended to be used. Because uh, when it comes to involuntary manslaughter, you have to charge a person that committed the crime, which neither parent committed any crime. Uh, I, I know it was involuntary to uh, harm a life, but like I said, they weren't the persons that, harm the life the child did have intent to do that stuff so charge him but i just don't agree like there's a reason this is the first time it's happened because this is not the way the law was intended to be used charge the kid as an adult as a child whatever but the parents do not need to be charged i just i, I it doesn't seem right to me they didn't they didn't they didn't shoot nobody i, I did daniel let me let me jump uh, matt excuse me let me jump in i just disagree because there were so many signs in this one matt when they bought the gun for the kid the kid cried, I'm, I'm mentally ill, I need help, I need help. That day at the school, he had writings, where he, and he had verbal, I'm going to kill some people, I'm going to kill some people. And they go to the office, and they let him go back to the class. They don't even check his backpack. That's why I think they were culpable in this. Well, and I'm seeing that the jury foreman has now started, I guess, having interviews. And they revealed that the damning evidence that sealed Jennifer Crumbly's fate was that she was the last adult with the gun. They said that that really hammered it home. She was the last adult with the gun. Uh, They went on to say it was very difficult. Lives hang in the balance, and we took that very seriously. They thought both sides were very well representative, but this was just reckless and negligent. Uh, Can I say one thing? Yes. Uh, I, I graduated in 2015, and as far as I remember... Counselors, and uh, we had a thing called CIS, which was called Communities and Schools. 
where they had these type of groups where you could, you know, talk about your issues and things like that. And counselors were a lot more involved in school and with the students. And I just feel like, you know, if they're returning this kid back to class after they tell the parents he's having mental problems, why wasn't he redirected to the counselor or somebody else you know, instead of back to class? If we can blame the parents, we can also blame the school. It's just I feel like it's like a blame game. I think there were a lot of people that didn't do what they should have done to prevent this. Ultimately, it was the person that pulled the trigger, but there were other adults that were around that kid that could have prevented this, and they did not. Matt, thank you, sir. You have a good afternoon, Matt. We appreciate it. 512-836-0590. This is Chester in North Austin on KLBJ. Hi, Chester. Welcome. Howdy. How y'all doing today? Great, Chester. Good to hear from you. What do you think about this Houston High School and the cell phone issue? I think you need to go ahead and find the parents. You know, that way you stop the confrontation from the teachers taking the phone. And you just find the parents 100 bucks. And just keep it going. Get some money and just keep it going. Just keep the racket up. And they're going to have to come down. Eventually, they will stop uh, letting their kid take their phone. So if, uh, if you can uh, link the parents of kids who are fighting or getting into trouble, you go after those parents. $100 per violation? Yeah, just keep finding them for everything they do. A little cell phone here, 150 bucks. You don't take their stuff. That's that, you know, don't take it. Have their parents come pay you. Well, that would get the attention of some people. It uh, sure would. 100 bucks or 150 per violation. Chester, thank you. You have a good one. There's room for you now to join us with your thoughts. 512-836-0590. The news is next. More to come right here after the news. And you can catch Ed with Jeff Ward, 4 to 6, 102.7 ESPN for Sports Talk.